Hi, this is Michael Rosenbaum. And for today's podcast, I wanted to focus on a particular subject. So if you've read spiritual books or heard spiritual lectures or involved in that field in any way, you've always heard that life is an illusion, right? And you're like, what do you mean this is an illusion? It's pretty solid. Things happen to me. I can get hurt and so on. And it's took me a long time to kind of wrap my mind around the idea, what does that mean that life is an illusion or that this physical world is a dream, um, just like your dream world's a dream? And so I thought today we'd explore that subject. And I was recently reading some information from one of my favorite authors, uh, Paramahansa Yogananda, who was an Indian teacher who started the Self-Realization Fellowship Foundation, uh, which is still in operation and have these incredible lessons from his information, from things that he shared, um, really brilliant stuff. And so this is, was from one of his lessons where he talks about life being an illusion or the physical world being an illusion. And one of the ways he talks about it is he says how um, a life is a seeming reality in the cosmic movie. So he makes a metaphor with movies. So what I want to do is read you kind of what he wrote and then kind of comment on it and take a look at it together. So let's see what he has to say. So Yogananda says, in the movie house, the images on the screen are created by vibrations of light produced by electrical energy. Movies are two-dimensional scenes that are true to man's senses of sight and hearing. In the world, however, the appearance of all living and non-living things is created by electricity, by the vibrations of a finer energy, life force or prana and that life energy is intelligent electricity it is a mixture of energy and consciousness a mixture of energy and consciousness it is of a higher vibration than any physical force so this prana or this life force vibrates at a higher vibration so think about it so you're watching a movie and these are just light you know, and shadows produced on a two-dimensional screen creating a sense of reality. And we buy into that reality when we watch the movie, right? In fact, we have an emotional response to it as if it's really happening, really meaning happening in our world. But Yogananda is saying, well, maybe the same thing is happening in the physical universe through a different projector using um, not electricity, but using prana. So let's read on. And there is a difference between animals and human beings as there's that difference. So there's a difference between electricity and life force. Electricity is the animal current in the spiritual world. It is a blind force and has only instinctive or mechanical intelligence. So electricity produces light if 
you introduce it into a bulb of a lamp. But electricity does not create the bulb. But the consciously intelligent life force energy, this prana, grows its own bulb. Now that's interesting. The consciously intelligent life energy, this prana, grows its own bulb. And from the union of one little sperm cell and an ovum, the life force that enters the primal cell at conception, along with the soul, grows an entire complex and harmoniously constructed body, influenced by the pattern of karma brought over from past lives. So this is an intelligent energy, this prana, this life force, and it constructs a body um, using this life force and using your soul's intelligence. And the body is produced um, influenced by the pattern of karma brought over from past lives. I think that's very interesting since I do past life regressions with people all the time and how those patterns that we created in other lifetimes influence the kind of body and situation we create when we incarnate again. That's for another podcast. Anyway, the light of this intelligent life energy projected through the cosmos creates scenes, not just in two dimensions as on a flat movie screen, but in three dimensions. So he's saying that as the same way in which a movie is projected on a screen, the light of this intelligent life energy as it projects through the cosmos, the, the um, God's projector, so to speak, creates scenes in three dimensions. Objects that are true only to sight and sound, but not only to sight and sound, but also true to smell, taste, and touch. So you have your five senses, right? Sight and sound you see in a movie theater, but now you also have smell, taste, and touch. This is this is the way we experience the movie. Without that, it, it doesn't have three-dimensional form. It's a it the movie gets projected through your senses. Then he goes on to say yoga cosmology describes how life energy or prana interacting with the five elementary vibrations of creation, earth, water, fire air and ether creates these objects of the senses. That's a simplified version. There's something more complicated about that. But really the idea that life energy interacts with the five elemental vibrations, which we call earth, water, fire, air, and ether, which is a finer energy. And these create the objects that the senses experience. So matter is not what it seems. Matter is not what it seems. It's the product of cosmic divine hypnosis. That's what he says. I'm a hypnotherapist, so I think that's funny. The product of cosmic divine hypnosis. And he goes on to say, you know, by the power of hypnotism in our world, you can suggest a thought so strongly that a person eating salt is convinced he's eating sugar. As thought can produce sensation by hypnosis, so God's powerful mind 
has done the same thing in order to manifest the apparent reality of this material creation. Wow, that's interesting. So God's mind, which is pretty hard to fathom, but God's mind also makes a suggestion through the projector, through the cosmos, which we experience as manifesting the apparent reality of material creation. So just hold on to that idea for a moment. He says, it is prana carrying thought or intelligence that mediates to the ego, the hypnotic thought suggestions of maya or delusion that matter is real. That is why yogis employ pranayama techniques to rise above delusion by withdrawing the reality, bestowing life energy from delusion susceptible senses. So Yogana talks about this all the time in, in a lot of his lessons and his meditation practices. He says the purpose of meditation or the ones he teaches is to withdraw your attention and turn off the five sense telephones, he calls them. In other words, turn off your um, experience or your focus on the outer what we call reality, the outer world and the way our senses perceive it and bring it into a different focus from a higher, more expanded you, which sees life completely differently, which experiences life differently. And I can attest that that's the case that I've experienced in my deeper meditations. And he's saying pranayama, which is a breath technique, is a way that yogis in the East have discovered how to successfully withdraw your attention away from the five sense telephones into something deeper inside of you, which moves through your spine. So those chakras in your spine are kind of your gateway to this higher intelligence. And Yogananda goes into that in his other lessons. And I just think that's fascinating so when you withdraw your awareness from your senses, then all of a sudden a different sense opens up inside of you, a different experience, a different way of looking at things and experiencing it. And then you, from that place, you begin to understand that this three-dimensional physical universe that we create as a story in our mind is just that. It's a movie. It's a story in our minds. It's not the underlying reality of things. So think about that for a moment. And he goes on to say, as a movie you see in the theater requires for its realism, the willingness of the audience to forget that the story portrayed is just electrical shadows and light. We have to suspend judgment about that in order to enjoy the movie. The cosmic movie, on the other hand, is imposed on human consciousness willy-nilly, he says. And uh, there's a little footnote about that. He says, at birth, all creatures are immersed in delusive ignorance by the delusion of the pairs of opposites springing from longing and aversion. 
attachment, you know, desire and aversion. And duality, and that's worth a whole nother uh, podcast, but duality is how we perceive through the senses. These are always opposites, you know, there's dark, there's light, you know, there's uh, pain, there's pleasure, um, there's desire, there's aversion. And through that lens, through the senses, we experience life as duality. But when you go to your higher senses in a deeper meditation or, or whatever process to shift that consciousness, then you move into a place of what we call non-duality. It's not opposites. Life is not about opposites. You're not running around trying to get over here because it's pleasurable or move away from there because it's not pleasurable. That's what happens in this movie here on earth in the three-dimensional movie. But in non-duality, then you feel whole and complete in the essence of who you are. It's a completely different experience. It's not that movie. So anyway, he goes on to say, in the cosmic movie, we are actors as well as the audience. Now, that's a really key point. In the cosmic movie, we're not just um, the actors, but we also can be the audience watching the action. Most people buy so, so much into this movie as real that all they know themselves as is the actors. They don't see themselves as the audience. And he says, as long as you are egotistically identified with the role you're acting, egotistically meaning your ego mind is so identified with your story, with this world and what's in it, that you're completely 100% thinking you're the actor, you're the role you're acting. That's what life's about. And you're emotionally attached by likes and dislikes to this drama, it's real to you. It's the only thing that's real. Isn't that how we live our lives? Isn't that how most people live their lives? But Yogananda is saying, you don't have to do that. There's a different way. And he says, the yoga of the Bhagavad Gita, which is kind of like the Bible for the Hindus, teaches you to renounce inwardly the desires and attachment caused by the egoity ingrained through avidya or ignorance. So as the audience in a theater, by looking up at the projection beam, so if you were, well, of course, in his days, that's how movies were projected. It wasn't, they're done a little differently now, right? But the idea, if you remember you know, that projector, projecting on a screen. Well, if you look up at the projection beam, you remember that what you're seeing is only a movie because you see the beams coming down from the projector onto the screen. So you should develop that non-attached, even-minded aloofness for the comedies and tragedies shown in this material movie house. That's a huge statement come from a place of stepping back and seeing that you might be an actor in this movie, but it's not who you are. 
it's not only who you are, you're also the audience watching the movie. And there's so many things. Buddhism is uh, focuses on this idea of detachment, stepping back. Um, some of these great teachers, um, uh, modern one Eckhart Tolle says, you got to step back from the mind. You got to step back from the movie and the projections you're having to feel your inner essence. So if you can feel your inner essence and you can watch the movie unattached, then it creates a whole different experience. Then you're not run by the movie. Yeah, we have different movies going on at different times in our lives. Some of them are comedy. Some of them are happy. Some of them are sad. Some of them are challenging. Some of them were at war with something. Some of them were flowing with something. It's a movie. It's a movie. But the inner you, the audience, the soul, the higher self, is unaffected by this movie. This movie's over when your physical body dies and you leave the three dimensions, but you're not over. And we can learn from the way we work with or handle the movie we're shown. And if you can learn to evolve enough to step out of the movie into the non-dual self and experience yourself as an essence, that changes the whole thing. Here's another way of looking at it. It's another great teacher that's um, you know, uh alive and and teaching now, you know, a a, uh, a person uh that you could take a look at. His name is Rupert Spira, and he talks about non-duality. That's his whole thing. And and he's very clear about looking at it. And he says, well, let's take this analogy of a movie. He says, there's a screen and the movie's playing on the screen. And whatever movie's playing on the screen, um, is the screen ever negatively or positively affected by the movie? When the movie's over, the screen is still just a screen. It's a vehicle from which the movie can play, but it's unaffected by the movie. And it's not the movie. The screen is not the movie. So Rupert Spears says, think of your essential nature, your beingness as the screen and which movies are playing on. But you're not the movie. You're the screen and which the movie plays. So if you can really get that you're the screen and not the movie, it takes all the stress, all the angst, all the upset out of this movie that we're living in and we're acting in. We can also become the observer of the movie, becoming the screen. And who's the screen? The screen, really, the bottom line is we're awareness and we're aware that we're aware, but you can't say anything more about it. We're not the story. We're the awareness that watches the story. And you can say, well, that's really passive. And But if you can be the awareness that's watching the story, the story becomes much more fun and life becomes much more interesting. And from that place of inner awareness, there's so many more possibilities because 
you're just looking at the three-dimensional movie here. There's a lot of other movies or experiences available to you that are beautiful and amazing if you can get to that place. At least that's been my experience. Okay, let's see what else he says. Um, so turn your attention within. So he's teaching you how to have that experience to unite with the pure beam of God consciousness and creation. The, the projector, the pure beam of God consciousness and creation. And that's located in what he calls the Christ or Kustasha consciousness. And the way that he teaches to begin to experience that is to move your attention away from the five senses into the spine. He has a whole process of doing that. But focus on this, what's called the third eye, which is in the center of your forehead, which is that Christ consciousness center, which is connected to the medulla oblongata or the back of your brain, which has a direct connection down your spine to your um, chakras. So when you withdraw your senses from the five sense telephones, you go into your spine and you travel up that spinal column, the etheric part of it, the energetic part of it, and you go out through that Christ consciousness center, then you can travel back into that beam of God consciousness. So that, that's kind of his way of describing how to have that experience. And when you do that, that Christ consciousness, which remains unaffected, even as it streams through nature's film of relativity and delusion to project the light and shadow dualities of life. Then you will understand the true nature of matter as a cosmic movie. So I hope this provokes some thinking for you. So if you can learn to Remember you're the screen. Remember you're the audience watching the movie as well as acting in the movie. I'm not suggesting you should just withdraw from the movie completely because here we are, we incarnated. We should live out and enjoy the movie. But if we do it from that place of the audience watching the movie, we can appreciate in a completely different way and understand that Maybe this three-dimensional world that we call so real is really an illusion. It's it's a movie. It's not the essential nature of who you are. So you don't have to fight and struggle in it because you're already beyond that. And if you can experience that, it makes life a complete joy. So that's my thoughts in this podcast. And um, I hope that it speaks to you in some way that um, opens up a new awareness. And feel free to check out Rupert Spearer. He's got lots of beautiful videos. Uh, another person to check out would be Deepak Chopra. He has a new book called Metahuman. He talks about non-duality. He talks about these things in interesting ways that I think are very understandable. Eckhart Tolle talks about it in a different way. And of course, Yogananda if you uh, Google that online and you write away for his lessons at the Self-Realization Fellowship Group, 
they'll send you the first one for free. And that's another way to make these discoveries. All right. Goodbye for now.